0: Hey, everyone, I'm Sedavion and I'm the sun.
1: I'm Marie Antoinette, and I'm the moon, and you're listening to the Twitches podcast. Go, Twitches! Go, Twitches! Hi, Marie Antoinette. Hi, Sedavion. <laughs> you be acting.
0: <laughs> One thing about Marie, as soon as, as soon as this countdown starts, she be acting. <laughs> Hi,
1: Sadevian. She's
0: calling me big.
1: Yeah, keep that same energy, Marie. Keep that same energy. He's mad that I have such a kind, gentle touch.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm jealous, if we're being honest, actually.
1: How are you? Um, I'm okay. A little sad because I just closed a show, and I'm really going to miss being around those people. Like, my first friend's kind of in college, um, and a lot of homework, a lot of homework is kicked in. Mm-hmm. How are you
0: doing? I'm good. Really excited to end the semester. It feels like it's been forever. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's because you were so booked.
0: Yeah, I'm always booked. <laughs> I'm always booked, 24-7. Okay.
1: I one thing that I'm not used to yet is the whole semesterly thing. It's my first year of college, just You're getting used to like that. This, though. Yes, but most of my classes have been a year long. And I think the only classes I had that were semesterly, it transitioned into something else the next semester. Like when I did world religions and then the other half was um, Holocaust. You
0: also didn't you take poli sci and economics or what is poli sci? And
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, and I also took political science. And um, ethics and. um
0: Wait, What was it? Ethics or ethics?
1: Ethics. That is what someone called it ethics class, but oh, it was yes. ethnic studies.
0: <laughs> no. Shout out to dumb girl. Oh
1: Shout my gosh! Izzy. Stop! You can't name drop. <laughs> Why Cut not? That <laughs> <me. laughs> Cut it out! Cut it out! She confused
0: ethnics with ethics, and that's her problem. That has nothing to do with me.
1: I do not affiliate myself with the Twitches podcast. (laughs) Uh (laughs) No, yeah. Okay, Um, so today we want to talk about Black television and film. We actually want to start with talking about someone who's really known in that world, Tyler Perry. So we found a few articles. Um, One of them is from IndieWire, and it's titled, Can Black Audiences Celebrate His Success Without Enjoying His Movies? And basically, this article kind of argues back and forth about whether or not Tyler Perry um, uplifts the black community or if he promotes harmful stereotypes and caricatures. There's also um, another article from Rutgers University called Empowerment or Disempowerment, the portrayal of black women in Tyler Perry films that also specifically talks about his characters um, and the way that he chooses to portray them and specifically their archetypes. So there are a few significant archetypes that he works with when you really look at his films as a whole. So Sudevian, uh what do you think about these articles having read both of them?
0: i think i think a lot of things i everyone who knows me knows that my life's biggest inspiration is tyler perry um usually the reason i'm a writer an actor you know all of the things um and so i get very it's very tense for me sometimes people Criticize his work, or just generally criticize the things he's done, in my opinion, for the black community. Um, and, yeah, I these articles are definitely unique. I think the question of if people can celebrate his success without appreciating his art is just interesting. I think it brings up a valid question, but I think... Unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of people. It's either completely in or out with Tyler Perry, which I don't love. Um, And I think the answer, ooh, not my laptop. Um, I think the answer is to that question, yes, question mark, (laughs) I
1: guess.
0: (laughs) What about you? No,
1: I definitely think that's something that you cannot appreciate his work. Um, particularly enjoy his work, but still appreciate him as an artist and the advancements that he's made for the Black community in television and film and visibility um, and storytelling and stuff. And, you know, like even his characters. I think for me, so I think Sadevian and I are very similar in this way, that we both grew up (laughs) watching these Tyler Perry films and Sadevion also the Tyler Perry plays, which I didn't start watching until, like, Sadevion and I watched them together. <laughs> and it's so, it's, it's such an experience. There's always singing, there's always <laughs> Tyler Perry, as Medea completely going off the script, and the other actors, like, trying not to break, like, this was not in the contract, like. It's, <laughs> no fully. It's so funny, it's so fun. So they hold a special place in my heart in particular, because like Diary of a Mad Black Woman, I can just like, I could see the first few seconds of the intro and know what the movie is off the top of my head because it's my mom's mm-hmm. favorite Tyler Perry movie. Um, and I love Medea as a character. I've always enjoyed watching the movies. I still enjoy watching the movies. And I think the first time that I ever heard that, I don't know, there were kind of like mixed feelings on Tyler Perry. We're through some commentary YouTubers that I watch. Uh, I like to listen to commentary channels a lot that talk about pop culture and uh, specifically the Black community. And a lot of them are Black women themselves. Um, And they just don't appreciate the way that Black women are portrayed in Tyler Perry films. And I thought that that conversation was really interesting because I found a lot of validity in their opinion. And I understand. A lot of where they were coming from was that they felt like a lot of people were archetypes. A lot of them uh, were angry because they'd been wronged and they either felt like they needed to get revenge or they needed to be kind of like on the path to like healing, which always included finding a man who was like the better man. And then there was like the man that wronged them um, or, you know, something like that, um, And I was like, yeah, I understood that, like them feeling like there was a lack of nuance in the characters, and then, you know, of course, the wigs, Um, the wigs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's it, and that's
1: the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you all so much.
0: (laughs) Oh, the wigs. Okay, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel like when it comes to stigmatizing the Black community? Um, because I know that you say that Tyler Perry is one of your big influences, but what do you think about his and the way he writes his stories and the stories he tells?
0: Um, yeah, I. Hmm. One thing I've had trouble with with pop culture and Black pop culture was. Pop culture is just black pop culture, period. Um, is I think... It gets very picky and choosy to me. I think... For, correct me if I'm wrong. I think there are four of probably the most well-known black billionaires are Tyler Perry, Oprah, Jay-Z, and Rihanna. I don't know. Those are the billionaire black billionaires that come to my head. And I think... In pop culture, I feel like Tyler Perry and Oprah have been like deemed these people who have taken their platforms and in some way marginalized the black community even more or like transgressed the black community to where like they've ruined it in some way. Like I saw a TikToker who was like unpopular opinions and they just said a bunch of bullshit, let me just say. But one of the things they oh, said, what well, I'll try to find the video. One of the things they said was, can we stop acting like Oprah and Tyler Perry ruin the black community? And that like really resonated with me because I'm like, I feel like it's very easy for people to take these, these two, for some reason, these two successful black um, creatives and like criticize them without celebrating their success. And I think that's where I, with the question, my answer was, t- the question from the article, my answer is no question mark, because I think it's possible, but I don't think that's what. people. Um, as far as the character specifically, Tyler Perry, I think most people can agree that one of the biggest contributors to his success was his Medea character um and a lot of people specifically have a problem with that character beyond the archetypes of the other characters people feel like he is a man a black man making a mockery of the black mammy archetype in hollywood have you heard that
1: yeah i have um and i think
0: what and people have also said that he's
1: have you heard that i hope i'm not speaking out of turn i'm I'm sorry i said no i've definitely heard that before i've heard a lot of people say that it felt like trying to show black people to a white audience yes
0: it's i've heard
1: people say that it feels like he is
0: trying to spoon feed black culture to white people to make the mammy character a little more digestible and the reason I have a problem with that is because I have recognized and we've watched the plays right, we see he's doing them in these huge arenas that are sold out and those audiences are full of black people specifically black women and Tyler Perry has, con- has very openly contributed his success to Christian black, older Christian black women he said that when he first started doing plays, a lot of the only people who supported him were older Christian black women. And the reason he believes that and the reason I also believe that is because there's a lot of relatability between the Medea character and Christian black women. We talked about how he goes off script. Usually when he's going off script, he's just ranting about Christianity in the play. (laughs) And the whole time, the audience is screaming and hooting and cheering and hollering. And I think that is what resonates with black... his black audience that is what has Christian older black women or not even just older just Christian black women um, showing up to his plays because that is just a fact so I think it's it's hard for me to say oh yeah this character is catering to white people and trying to make them laugh and allowing black culture to be a little more digestible to that whatever Um, (laughs) to to them because I'm like that there might be validity in that but the facts are that his audience is mostly black women and so to me it seems that the voice of support is is quieter although greater in my opinion is quieter than the voice of opposition
1: Mm, i I see i see
0: what do you you have to add to that
1: yeah I've. I feel like this moves into kind of, I, when I was looking at this, I also saw another argument of the stories he's telling are these real stories um, of real people. And I mean, the quick answer is yes, these, these are real stories from real people. Um, A lot of, they might be not, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this, they might be kind of just like taken in essence, like the idea of something. Um, And maybe it's like kind of put in a little, like a plain and simple way where you can like clearly gather the message from it in the situation. But a lot of these are based off of, you know, like the people that we know in our family, the uncles and aunts that we'd see at cookouts, um, you know, someone's sister's cousin who we know that's going through a hard time and stuff. Um, And I, Oh, I, I also saw the argument that we all in the media a lot. And I also do agree with that. Um, so I do, when you're talking about the black Christian women, he definitely does have an audience. Um, and I do think that the audience is definitely louder than the naysayer because there are people who just love Tyler Perry Ah, uh, there are people that kind of have like the balanced critiques, and then there are people that just like do not mess with him at all. Um, but, yeah, I kind of feel like there's validity to both sides. Um, I think a lot of people don't like the way that he tells his stories or the way that he writes his characters because they it's not their style. For whatever reason, I've heard people say that the writing is not good. It feels rushed. The way that he films things feels rushed. Uh, The way that he puts things together doesn't feel like it took time. Like he often talks about how he was the only writer on projects. I've heard people say, we could tell, um, get a writer's room. Uh, (laughs) I've heard so many things. So I feel like a lot of people also just don't like the way that he does write and stuff like that um but in terms of telling stories I do think he is telling real people stories real people stories and I do appreciate that I think I'm on in a really interesting place with this one this conversation because I do like Tyler Perry's work um I did grow up watching it, and I still continue to watch it today, and I still continue to enjoy it today, uh, but I do think people are valid. <laughs> I do think there are a lot of stereotypes and archetypes there, um, and I understand why people don't like it, but I happen to be someone who does. Um, yeah, those are, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I... I agree. A lot.
0: Uh, (laughs) I think... Another issue I've had is I don't feel like... Other popular black directors, writers, and producers have received the same backlash as him. People like Lee Daniels, Spike Lee. Even those people, Oprah. Oprah, yes. But (laughs) not as much as him. Um, And I think... I mean, I know for a fact Spike Lee openly was very critical of Tyler Perry himself, which I found very interesting. I think... I'm trying to formulate thoughts. (laughs) Or words, should I say. I have the thought. I think... It's hard for me... To know everything that has gone into his sacrifice and success for what he's produced and to then like sit back and say, or not criticize it because I think all work should be criticized and will be, Um, but I think to invalidate it, that, that feels off to me. Um, you know the Diary of a Mad Black Woman He pitched it for so long and all of the major studios told him that black people don't come to movies like black people don't show up to buy tickets to movies and the fact that he did that and proved them wrong to me adds like just it adds so much so many dynamic layers to what he has done um And I think the question of, like, whether it's good or bad is, like, of course, subjective. But it also, I don't know. It feels like it doesn't hold the same weight when we're talking about Tyler Perry versus anyone else. And I don't really know how to articulate that. But it seems that Tyler Perry's default for everyone else is, like, bad.
1: Mm, Okay. So you feel like he gets a lot of critique that we don't see with a lot of other people who do the same work as him.
0: Absolutely. And I just, I question, I mean, we know. The facts are that he's the most successful Black writer, producer in the world. And maybe that has something to do. I, I do think a lot of people, their main problem is that because his voice has now become so big, they feel that he can tell other stories. That they feel like he doesn't have to tell these archetype of characters anymore. Um, and that in some way, he has some responsibility to tell good stories. Whatever that might be. Which I also think is weird, because I think... You're an artist, I'm an artist, we've both written, we write. <laughs> I I could not imagine anybody questioning the stories that I tell or, like, invalidating them in certain ways. I think, I don't think this is a conversation of criticism, really. I think it's a conversation of validity and, like, support, I guess. But i genuinely like i couldn't imagine getting the backlash that he has gotten for telling stories that seem true to him mm. they're like made up <laughs> not that they're like not true but they are like fictional stories mm-hmm. People have now, like taken and like been like this is harmful you shouldn't be able to do this this is bad all of these things I feel like everything else is overlooked. The fact that he's doing these shows and providing opportunities to all of the Black actresses and actors that are in them, um, to all of the Black crew and technical support, all, all everybody, all of the people employed at his studio. It, sh- it just feels off to me.
1: I think it's interesting that you feel like it's a question or it feels more like an issue of validity rather than critique. Because I feel like I I look at it almost like the exact opposite way. Like I are not necessarily, I do think there's like some things where people kind of just kick him because they can. Um, But I do think a lot of the critique with him specifically, I will say, I do think exposure is a big part of it because he is so big, because we've all seen his work there are more voices that can come out and have an opinion about it. Um, There are a lot of people who, you know, if they've seen something a lot of times that was created by someone who was black, there's a good chance that it was probably Tyler Perry. Um, I, I do feel like a lot of the critique again, comes from the way that the characters are portrayed. And when people say good stories based off of the, people who I've heard just like talk through their thoughts and and feelings about Tyler Perry, they've kind of just talked about, okay, like, yeah, sure. Um, These stories are, I guess they feel like they're kind of cookie cutter um, that essence. And then also just that they lack nuance. These are the stories we know kind of like that energy, but I do think you bring up a very good point Because I think it's uh, well known that Tyler Perry, and and he said it himself, that he writes based off of what he's seen growing up, what he's observed around him. Um, And I think a lot of writers do do that. Um, And I know that I do that as a writer myself. So yeah, I would not like if someone told me that the stories that I chose to tell were not good enough. I I do think I'm looking at that and kind of like, um, because I know that things that are very personal to me um, that I kind of sat down with and tried to, I had a vision and created a certain life for it. That's a really personal thing. So if someone was to say, this story in general, it's just not good. That <laughs> I, I wouldn't appreciate that. Of course, there's always that chance of that happening when you put your art into the world. Um, it happens with a lot of people, TV shows and movies that you see in general, just all types of media. But yeah, it it does happen in large numbers when it comes to Tyler Perry. Um, and I guess people just feel like it's formulaic. Um, but as an artist, I, I do believe that he's entitled to tell the stories that he feels most passionate to tell. Mm-hmm. And I also do appreciate like the amount of black actors and black actresses that he has given opportunities for and how he continues to keep their faces on television and stuff. That is something that I really, really appreciate because that is absolutely not something that we see a lot in black television. I mean, I was gonna say in television <laughs> and film. Um, so yes, I appreciate that so much.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Do you think the content is good?
1: <laughs> when you said that thing about black Christian women, it really rung out to me because I'm thinking about how I'd watch it with my nana. And my yeah, nana, same. she'd be like, yeah, you see this? These are like, these are like real, like he's talking about real people right here. Like, but that's, that's kind of just my nana. She, that's kind of just my nana. Um She does see- that with,
0: and I, my earliest memory of watching Tyler Perry was with my Christian black grandmother, like fully. Yeah. Just watching the, and they were the bootlegs. Let's be very, <laughs> they, they, they were the bootlegs. They, they had
1: the people walking across the screen. Um, well- we had the Diary Room, <laughs> Mad Black Women on C- on DVD, so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Very much so yeah, yeah. go ahead, finish.
1: But yeah, that's my Nana. She talks about how that's real people when she's watching the Lifetime Murder movies as well. She- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying she'll take certain aspects from it. She'll be like, people really do that. And I'll be like, okay, man. <laughs> All right, thank you, man. And my mom, I haven't ever really talked to her, talked to her explicitly about her love for Tyler Perry, but I just know that she really enjoys it. I know she thinks Medea is just so funny, um, and I love watching the movies with her too because they're so fun. And I, I think I already said this in this podcast, but her favorite one of them is Diary Black Woman. And I think every time I like see it on TV or something, if I'm in my house or like if I'm away from my mom, I'll be like, Ma, you know what they're playing on television? You know. <laughs> I'll be like, get the remote. Um, <laughs> we have the remote. <laughs> but um, yes, I do think I'm really drawn into the stories. I think it's good content. I enjoy the content. I think my thing is when it comes to it being when people tried to argue that it's not the most original thing, um, I'd say, okay, like this idea is like, you know, an idea that people have had before and have executed in a different way. I agree with that. But I do enjoy seeing Tyler Perry's work. Um, I think with the characters, sometimes I do think there is a lack of nuance. Um, And yeah, yeah, I do think sometimes I do think that there is a lack of nuance. But again, I'm coming from the standpoint of I kind of just grew up on this stuff. And I feel like I'm a I kind of just really love it. Like you could just like, you know, like feed it to me all day. Um, and I think there are certain aspects of it that I appreciate because of, again, like the nostalgia factor attached to it. And mm-hmm. I also like genuinely find Medea to be a funny character. And oh, I also think this is another thing. Some people just don't find his humor funny i i do like i laugh at the characters and i do think a lot of them are caricatures and i do think some of it is like intentional like joe and like i think that these are intentional caricatures even like Medea. i know that for me it makes me laugh i know like a lot of other people they probably think it's like simpleton humor well this simpleton's laughing so yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't know what to say i do enjoy it i do enjoy the content I understand a lot of people's arguments. And again, I do find validity um, in them. And I guess I just happen to enjoy it regardless. I think maybe I'm just like those black Christian women. It speaks to me. I don't know. Yeah. Same. And you are too. You are a beautiful black Christian yes. woman. Yes.
0: Old. Don't forget old. old.
1: <laughs> Not the old.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the content as well, and I do also recognize there are a lot of people who are just like, this isn't funny, which I go off. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like there's something deeper. I feel like a lot of people desire something that, that, that he probably will never give them. Let me ask you this. What would you, if you could change anything about Black TV and film right now, what would it be?
1: I think it would be. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I think that's something that's really prevalent, and just like anything that has to concern with Black people. um, Oh, and I heard a lot of uh, just people talking about this in general, like the existence of struggle love and how Tyler Perry has that too, but how you have two black people, they're in a relationship, they're all doomed, everything's just, you know, on fire and burning and and we're black and we're going through like the black hardship. Like some people are like, I'm just so over the struggle. (laughs) Um, But I think one thing that I would change, which I think it's very, very important to keep telling stories that are unique to specific communities. That is important, that is Mm -hmm. what keeps our culture alive and permeated in the media. I think that's something for me as an actor is I don't want to feel restrained to those roles and I've always been afraid of typecasting Um, because I'm a black woman. I'm a tall black woman, I have Mm -hmm. A deeper voice. I've always been so afraid of typecasting because it's my favorite thing as an actor to play a variety of things. I think that's most actors. We just love to push ourselves in different ways. Uh, we love to grow in as many ways as we can. And you love to truly believe that you can be anything. There's a whole conversation about you know what you can and what you can't be. Like, you know, that's that's a, that's a whole nother podcast episode. Yeah. Um, but you know, just like on the most general you know, level, we could be any type of person that we want to be. It's all about the work that you do as an actor. So I feel like when it comes to writing, I also like the ideas of seeing us in places where we're not necessarily as, this is the Black person that we put in here to say we have a Black person, or since we have a Black person in this, we need to make this story about Black people. Again, it is very important to have stories about Black people, but I think for me, I'd want to create stories that are also just people, and we have a Black family in it, but it's not necessarily all about being Black. It's just, it's just a story that I wanted to share, and I made all of the characters Black because mm-hmm. that's a reflection of my world, and that's really important to me. Um, I wrote a show, the only show I've written, so I wrote a show, <laughs> and um, and the theme, it was kind of supposed to be, like, a universal thing, it was kind of, like, about people in general, oh, excuse me, oh, sorry, oh <laughs> excuse me, oh my god, um, about people in general, Really small because we live in such a big world that tends to drown a lot of us out and trample over us. And I think this is a feeling that a lot of people feel, no matter your race, your gender, your identity. I think the cause of feeling that is what is different for everyone. And I think some people feel significantly smaller than others. Um, But the idea was kind of supposed to be a universal feeling, but it does feature black people because it's a reflection of my world and then the part of it that was supposed to be very unique was kind of like the connection to ancestry and the great things that the people before you have done and kind of just like black excellence and stuff and how you're like a continuation of that legacy you know specifically rooting yourself in your family and you know all the good that comes with it maybe some of the bad but all that has led up to you know you existing as a human being but the idea in general was kind of universal and i just love that it was done with a group of black students but i just would love to see a bunch of stories that are just stories just a diverse range of stories just that people want to tell that happen to feature black people because black people do exist it's really funny there's this i just i also think it's really interesting to see the erasure of black people like there's this show that i watch and it takes place in new orleans and i immediately i thought it was hilarious how many white people there were in new orleans uh Say and how,
0: their name <laughs> say their name
1: <laughs> and how i could count <laughs> it's the it's a spin-off of the vampire diaries the originals this is a whole other conversation because the creator of that show she also made a tweet about how she's expecting black women to uh save <laughs> uh save society because uh white women aren't doing too good of a job right now that's a whole nother conversation um but anyways, <laughs> I just thought it was so interesting how I can count the black people in the show The Originals on on my on my one hand, um, and I am from Louisiana. I have been to New Orleans. Is
0: called The Originals. Yes. In New Orleans.
1: <laughs> yes. Hardly
0: any black people?
1: <laughs> the Originals okay. is referring to like the original vampire family, but yeah, hardly any black people, <laughs> which is just. You'll see like one or two more than you'd probably see in the vampire diaries, like sprinkled in there. Um, and I'm guessing that's because well, it's New see Orleans. It I
0: won't watch, <laughs> you yeah.
1: gotta have a <laughs> you gotta have a few more sprinkled in there right. because it's supposed to be a place with a lot of black people, but right. not nearly enough. You've been to New Orleans too. You know what it uh, looks like.
0: So um, Yeah. Um if I had to change something about since bitches don't want to ask me questions if I had to change,
1: listen. <laughs> if wow. I
0: had to choose something about black TV and film today I would love to see more black supernatural content oh yes like I want to see like black people existing in the supernatural world just more like I feel like I don't see it enough
1: now you're talking about this to. show idea that's um, currently on hiatus when she getting picked back up <laughs>
0: Anyway, I yeah, <laughs> love to see.
1: You guys don't let him bypass this.
0: I'd love to see more supernatural black content on television. Because I love just supernatural content in general, Marie. I know you do too. Imagine if there was like a black Wizards of Waverly place.
1: Period.
0: Or imagine right. if there were black people in Wizards of
1: Waverly. <laughs> Not or imagine this (laughs) remakes there were black people in no i love it i love supernatural stuff i love writing i'm talking about like books now like uh uh yeah like like non-fiction story not non-fiction fictional stories uh i love writing supernatural characters so fun um but yeah i'd also like to see that um and I know Sadavion would like to too. So everyone, make sure to bombard him on everything and tell him <laughs> when's uh, he gonna take the project off a hiatus. Just sorry,
0: <laughs> I don't have I don't have any social medias or any way to be contacted. Oh okay. Um, <laughs> oh
1: okay. <laughs> oh, let me just drop his home address then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my social, no, for sure. <laughs> Are there any? Uh, do you have you ever witnessed? the the wrong telling of black stories by non-black people in television
1: yes but i can't think about it off of the top of my head i know i should probably think a little harder but the first thing that's coming to mind is um the most recent purge movie the that's not black people the forever purge uh, which we went to see in theaters because we thought it might be good, but... Um, were we fucking sorely mistaken? <laughs> it started with people that were immigrating from Mexico and they came across the border and everything. Um, they uh, they came here undocumented and it was kind of just like this whole thing that was so so racialized and talked about immigration and stuff. So a lot of current things. But the way that it was done, you could tell it was like a white person like it lacked so much nuance and it was so char- it le- you could tell it leaned so heavily and it was also just like the way it was put together was so weird, but no. It was like laughably funny. And I was like, this is just this is just wrong. Like this is just wrong. <laughs> um but yeah i that that was I didn't appreciate that um mm. how about you? Do you have any ready examples off the top of your head? I'm gonna have to think,
0: yeah I mean this is a very broad one, but I've always it is never set right with my spirit. the fat black best friend slash sidekick trope that we just see in so many things uh, it's it's like. It's like I think it's one of those things that have quietly damaged the psyche of a lot of black people, especially black women, especially plus size black women. Um, and I mean this on Disney shows like Good Look Charlie and you know, there's all there's usually always if there's a white woman white female lead, there's usually a larger black loud, comic relief best friend. Um, and that has, like, always been weird to me. Because it do be feeling like the the meeting the quota on the set type B.
1: And I don't like that. I agree. And I... I... I'm very annoyed by the black best friend Uh, Really, by all of it, but I don't know. I actually do know. Um, I find it very annoying how Hollywood just, a lot of times, you can't have a Black woman or a Black man, a Black person in general, in the lead. Like, it's for some reason, Black people do not meet the standard to be leading figures in film and television it's very upsetting to me as an actor and again that's the whole like casting I would love for it to never hold me back thing um and even like the colorism uh I have uh darker skin I definitely very much darker skin and a lot of time even roles that are supposed to be meant for darker skinned women they're given to women who have and it's so disappointing to see just to know how much harder it is just I mean Hollywood in general is hard but to just know how much harder it is when you are someone who's black you have darker skin there are certain roles that you're. they try to confine you to certain character types that you're confined to um, oh I remember Viola Davis I was watching an interview with her once and she was talking about You know, when she'd go audition and they'd tell her, oh, well, you know, this is the role of like the sexy character, like you can't play her. Mm -hmm. She would say, why? And I love Viola, I love Viola Davis so much. I love her so much. Um, And she would say, why? She was, and she was kind of just trying to say to always question what people tell you. Why can't I do this? Um, But I love her so much. I look up to her so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Miss Viola, let's get into some of our favorite actors and actresses. Black, to be exact. Black, to be exact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, As I said, I really like Miss Viola Davis. Um, Another actress who I really enjoy her work is uh, Zendaya. Um... I was really happy when she won the Emmy for Euphoria. It's been so fun seeing her grow because, of course, I was there for the whole shake-it-up moment. Um, So just (laughs) seeing her mature and be able to actually get roles that continue to push her has been so fun. And I think that she's so talented in that show. I love it. Um, I also love Miss Angela Bassett. Um, amazing. We love her. Um, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, she's so incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. <laughs> it's just me going. Love, 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 love. Love, love. Um, love. <laughs> all of them. Period. Um, Miss Kiki Palmer. Also, do love myself, Miss Kiki Palmer. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of black actresses that I love. Here, um, man. how about you today, uh,
0: Literally every single person you named: Angela Bassett, David, Lupita Nyong'o. Um, who else is in day? Um, I'm trying to think of actors. That's kind of hard. I feel.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, John David? David Washington is oh, one that I really enjoyed. He's... I really enjoyed seeing him in Black Klansmen.
0: Force Whitaker is a really great actor. I appreciate his work. Um, you know who else I actually love when they act?
1: Who is is that Shady? Oh, you're saying? Oh, I thought you were saying. I
0: disagree with this.
1: I'm not sure. People I think it. that
0: Oprah's usually stunt cast, but I don't know that I agree with that. I'm not sure if she's sure been I in it. the Color Purple and the um the two films I know her. I know she's been in more. The Color Purple and what is it called? The butler.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes.
0: Butler. I was like, you better work, Oprah.
1: I do remember I did seize me some Butler.
0: Not you seize me some Butler. <laughs> Not <laughs> Not I, do, but I did seize me some Butler. Um, <laughs> yes, love Oprah. Oh, Who else? There's so many. Um, well, actually, is there so many? I love yes. Regina King.
1: Um. Yes. Regina King. I really appreciate Chadwick Boseman.
0: Yes. Icon, legend.
1: Very, very, very talented actor.
0: Rest in power, King. Rest in power.
1: Yes. And um, Daniel Kaluuya. Mm
0: hmm Amazing. I'm
1: trying to think. The sides are...
0: Honestly... There's too many. The list, is just, it just goes on and on.
1: But um, compared to, compared to the non-black actors, the list is like girl, two people.
0: Girl, girl.
1: If we girl. were comparing, it's proportionality.
0: <laughs> there would be no comparison, actually. No. <laughs> I was going to ask, what are, what were some of your black TV shows growing up? Or did you like watch black-centric television?
1: Growing up, I was very much Disney Channel. That was the only channel Mm -hmm. that I watched. Um, So I'm trying to think, because it was, I really just stuck on Disney Channel. Um, So of course I love That's a Raven. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my all-time favorites. The clothes are so good. The dynamics between the characters are so good. Um, raven Simone herself. Just, like, the comedic timing and the presence she brought to the show is just, like, unmatched. Like, I don't think anyone else could have done it. I don't think anyone else could have brought that character. Um, oh, I really appreciated that. Um... I'm trying to think because I know there were a lot of people that watched things like Sister Sister and like Living Mm -hmm. Sin, but I actually, because I was so on Disney Channel, I didn't watch those shows.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know. How about you?
0: Yeah, I watched the Sister Sisters. I was very Disney centric as well, but the black shows I did watch were all with my mom. Fresh
1: Prince of Bel-Air. Sorry, I just thought of one that I did. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay, continue
0: love fresh Prince anything like literally any black show I watched, it was definitely with my mom so like we're living single um martin fresh Prince sister sister um what else is there a different world
1: I also All watched
0: family. oh go ahead
1: I sorry to interrupt no, I sorry I'm remembering I also did watch the proud family and my mom oh my god really loved- I My mom loved The Proud family. family. And I also did watch Everybody Hates Chris when it was on. Oh, <laughs> I'm forgetting these. I'm
0: yeah. <laughs> I watched these too. Yes, iconic. They're so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love all these shows.
0: Same. Black TV and film is incredib- in- in- incredible.
1: I think I caught a few episodes of Family Matters.
0: Yeah, They play
1: it on Nick at night occasionally.
0: <laughs> Why is that killing me? <laughs> <laughs> they played it on Nick at night. What was that Nickelodeon show with all black people? Was it called My Wife and Kids?
1: Oh, <gasps> I watched that one too. Okay, okay, okay. I fully watched that one too. Yeah. I, was, I would do Nick and Disney. Definitely more Disney. But mm-hmm. I did fully watch My Wife and Kids.
0: Yeah, that was a good show. Wait, I love black sitcoms. They were so good. Yeah, we did. Should we get into beef of the week?
1: Um before we do that, um, I I have one more question. Mm. What is your favorite Tyler Perry movie? To circle it all back around.
0: Oh, that's that's like asking me to pick a favorite child. Hmm. Um, hold on.
1: Everybody Hates Chris.
0: Okay, I think my favorite one was, or is, I love, Love thank you, I love, this is hard. I would probably say Diarrhea Mad Black Woman.
1: Oh my gosh, you're my mom.
0: Okay, okay, it's either that or Medea Goes to Jail. It's a toss-up, it's a toss-up.
1: Oh my gosh, not you being a combination of my mother and myself. Um, <laughs> wait, which one's yours? It's uh, automatically off the top of my head. I'm like, Medea um, Goes to Jail. I've always loved Medea Goes to Jail so much.
0: It's the Bounties for Me Brownie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I also did love Medea's Big Happy Family. What's your big favorite? What, wait, what? What's your big favorite? What's your favorite Tyler Perry play?
1: Girl, I'm not remember them like that. Oh. I have not watched them over as many times as you have. She says she's not a fan. Not this. Mine would have
0: to be either Medea gets a job or Medea on the run.
1: Um... Okay, I'm going to say one of those two then. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. Oh, Medea's
0: Christmas. I love that one.
1: You know what? I think it might have been Medea on the run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That one was fun. I remember really liking that one. Yeah, that one's really and then. Stuff. I know that this isn't a, like, um, I'm a Madea movie, but it is Tyler Perry. Uh, my mom really likes, and so do I, the Why Did I Get Married movie.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. Sorry. I can't believe That's I this. did He's
1: going to have a whole <coughs> lot my time. I literally,
0: <laughs> first of all, stop making fun of my chronic disease. Second okay. of all. <laughs> yes. Yes. How to get away, with, wait, what? How to get away with murder.
1: <laughs> i I love *Pilot Why? <laughs> <gonna win> my... <laughs> Why
0: did I get married? Are such great films? They're so good. Ugh.
1: They really are. I've heard even the haters like those ones. Yeah,
0: they, even even the the Nay you know *Why Did I Get Married?* One and
1: two. It introduced me to the song *Love*, L.
0: Is for the way you look Isn't that your audition song? At
1: me. It was a song I auditioned <laughs> <for>. <laughs> And I, love I always that. loved it. And I was always like, what is E? But like, after I looked at the lyrics, I know what E is. What is E? <laughs> um, e is even more than any one that you adore. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. E... <laughs> <laughs> not this. Okay, okay, okay But yeah, let's, um, oh gosh This is such a tonal shift, okay <laughs> <sighs> Let's get into our beef of the week Um, Cue the theme song Don't trust the Never trust, trust the do not trust the do not trust me <laughs> Okay. So, our beef of the week um, is the tragedy that happened with Astroworld, but specifically the organizers of the event and Travis Scott. Those That's specifically our beef. Um, and first said of that all. So quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. As so a matter of fact, as you should. Sorry. Specifically, uh, the organizers and uh, Travis Scott. Yep. First of all, We'd like to give our condolences to the families and all the people who are injured and the people that passed away. It's such, it was such a, such a sad event and it really breaks my heart. And also I'd like for us to take a moment of silence. Okay. So we kind of just wanted to talk about our thoughts on everything. Uh, We know that there's a lot of different people that are kind of like questioning how much accountability does Travis have when it comes to the situation, talking about how he was on stage, he couldn't exactly see what was happening. And then there are other people that are like, he saw exactly, you know, what was happening. He looked into the audience and saw the ambulance and he saw people passing out. And then there are other people that are like, if you ever been on stage, you know, the lights are blinding and you can't hear anything and whatever, but you know, regardless encouraging the crowd to get very rowdy um is you know that's something that should not have been done the fact that there were more people there than the space could hold you know that's on the organizers that's something that should not have been done the fact that security was overpowered by the people that were there um, not really just like a good way of containing all these people that's also another problem so I don't know, regardless, there is accountability that do that does fall on those people's shoulders, on Travis Scott and I believe it was Live Nation mm-hmm. who organized the event, Live Nation. Um, but yeah, to start, what are your thoughts on this today, Vion?
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think people absolving the organizers and Travis Scott of any responsibility is very tone-deaf. Um, very angry with the seemingly popular idea of feeding into these conspiracy theories regarding this and relating it to esoterical things like sacrifice. I think it's just really weird. It's disrespectful and it feels just Mm -hmm. so off to me. I Mm
1: -hmm.
0: have not been appreciating it at all. Um, I really, really, really hope that this festival is never had again. I think it just has a bad name to it. I think if they want to try something new and better and safer, maybe they can do that in 10 years.
1: <laughs> not the 10 years, not the decade.
0: I don't really care to ever hear about this event again. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very sad. It's been a very unique couple of days. How long has it been? About a week? A little over a week?
1: I think so. Yeah. It's been a by the time we're recording this, because yeah. it will be more.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting on social media, for sure. I I was very saddened by the videos of people crying, the videos of people standing on like each like stacking on each other's shoulders to like scream for help, and seeing the ambulance and all the people that passed away, the people who were injured. At all you know i i genuinely i've saw i've seen a lot of people be like well why were all of these people there in the first place why would you go to an event like this if you didn't have tickets and i think it's easy to say that um without recognizing that people truly look up to their artists with such high reverence and such respect that the idea of even seeing them being hundreds of feet away from them in real life means so much to these people so I think it's so wrong to question why people would want to show up to these things or why people would come with hope to get in and hope to see them. It's, it's very odd to me.
1: Yeah, I, I agreed. I think I, I heard some people who were saying they think the concert should have been 18 plus. Um, and I do agree with that Uh, just considering the environment that the concerts have been before like even if it wasn't 18 plus that would not fix the situation Mm -hmm. but it really oh my gosh it's just really a lot to think about the fact that there is currently a nine-year-old who's in the hospital um, in an induced coma because of this um, and by the time we are recording this, it is, um, November 13th. There have been, uh, there are nine victims who have been declared deceased. Um, I, I hope, I hope with all my heart that the death count does not, death toll does not raised at all. Um, but it was, I think it was yesterday, I believe, um, where another victim was added to the list. Um, she was declared brain dead, um. Which is so sad. And I believe she's taken off of life support. But this situation was, it was very preventable. Um, and it was handled the way that the whole concert was handled, not being stopped sooner. Um, so, Davion and I talked about this a little while. Um, because another, you know, again, the thing has been like, did Travis know what was going on? And did he just continue performing? Or what? Um, Were there people that were, like, letting him know in his earpiece what was going on? Uh, Was he just choosing to ignore it? Was he, like, it's being taken care of? Did he not know that people were dying necessarily? Uh, What have you? What will you? But definitely could have been handled in a way where there was no need for lives to be lost. And the whole event prevented, um, to be prevented in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I... My hope for this, and what I think will happen, is that concerts that tend to get rowdy uh these will these types of events will be looked at a little more seriously, um, hopefully very seriously, um and making sure that people are there's a way to contain people, and that security is really strong, and that we're not understaffed when it comes to having medics on site and stuff. Um, and also that the performers themselves are not encouraging the audience to get so crazy. I just think I just think it is insane people that were trampled and like bold and like they couldn't breathe. Like that is insane to imagine how crazy a crowd would have to be for you to be stampeded over.
0: genuinely sounded like like one of the worst things in the world like I don't even it sounded scary horrible I it was a lot
1: Um, um,
0: so I'm not praying because I don't pray but wishing y'all the best Um, sending great energy and love to all of the families of everyone whose lives are lost and I'm sending healing energy to all of the people who were injured and sending nothing but beef to Travis Scott and all of the organizers and I never liked to do so
1: um, I'm glad to that he's it says there have been reports saying that he's paying for uh, people's medical needs and funerals and stuff that they're trying to get that together, um, which there's no question about whether that should be a thing or not. Um, And yeah, I am very interested to see what the investigation, what information the investigation has um, when it's over, because there is an investigation being done situation. Yeah, Um, my love are with all these families and all the victims, um, both those who are injured and um who sadly passed away and also people that were there in general because i know that survivor's guilt is a really big and also just being there in the first place like everyone describing that it like being there um i can't even imagine how traumatic so um my heart goes out to all those people and i hope that this never happens again there's no reason why this should have happened and it should never happen again
0: Agreed.
1: Wow. Alright, so I think that is the end of this episode. Do you have anything, Sadevian, before we sign off?
0: No, thank you all so much for listening. Hi to everybody who has been talking to me about how much they love this podcast.
1: Oh, not um, the not the, not the fans.
0: Not the fans. Shout out to the fans. <laughs> Um, no, thank you all so much for listening. Um, hello. Marie and I want to do some advice. So.
1: Well, the order is kind of weird.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying. Okay. Maybe, you know, look out on our social medias. We might be posting something where you can give anonymous advice or give anonymous situations that you want us to give our opinion on or advice. Um, And yeah, be on the lookout for that. Anything you want to say, Maureen?
1: No. I just hope that everyone um, is doing well. I hope that if you're having a rough day or week or month or year um, <laughs> that you just know you're amazing and you're incredible and we love you.
0: Yes, she does. I don't, but yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> he loves you, too. Um, on
0: Sundays only.
1: And see you all next time, Eek! Ooh, we have a
0: it, hopefully an exciting episode coming up. So all like, eek!
1: Stay everyone! Just <laughs> go to just go to just go to just uh huh.